Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nonsense Review. I'm your host as always, Devon, and joining me equally as always is Rick. Hello everybody. Now if you're new to the podcast and you don't really know what the deal is, before we get to the actual meat of our reaction, we like to sort of discuss our weeks, what we've done on a personal level. Sometimes something's happened in the world that we simply cannot ignore and we wish to talk about that as well. So to that end, Rick, how's your week been, buddy? Deltarune Part 2 is available as of time of recording today. And it's something that wasn't given a lot of lead-up time to us knowing that it was coming out, because I think I pretty much read an article on it yesterday. It's one of those things where it's kind of par for the course for Toby Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he released Deltarune Part 1, he just dropped a survey program online, and that's literally the program for Deltarune Part 1. Do you remember he fucked it up as well? He had to release a tweet afterwards saying, hey, if you're uninstalling this game, uh, don't. It uninstalls your fucking insert file here that breaks your computer. Oh boy, oh. Mm, oh. <laughs> yeah, he also did did a thing where he specifically asked people to keep quiet about it for 24 hours once they started enjoying it. And yeah, some people still couldn't. And he says, okay, I asked you to, but I get it because I've been wanting to talk about this for like a year and a half. <laughs> So I'm really interested in seeing how it goes. I've also seen a bit of development gag that Toby made a toilet. There is going to be a toilet in the game. That's a little spoiler for you. He accidentally made it 44 times larger than it should have been. And it was the size of the entire street. And it was so funny, it, it remained that size. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll do a retrospective on the Undertale Delta Rune stuff one day, but someone has to play it first. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm one of those really irritating people that I consume Undertale and Delta Rune via other people and other people's lenses. I have done everything about those games apart from play them. I've got the OSTs, I've got everything. So add this to the list of things I'm bugging about alongside Helltaker. Yeah, yeah. Well, the next thing you're bugging me about is something we're doing today, but we'll get to that in due course. So the other thing that's happened to me during the week is I've started a new... Don't say podcast. <laughs> nah, I've started a new employment course thing. This one is pretty promising so far, so fingers crossed on that. Fingers crossed, but like, I don't think I said this on the podcast, but Rick, you're very well aware, I was out of work for a year, mm -hmm. and a lot of the courses, the out of workplace in the UK, likes to send you on our courses designed to make you stop trying to claim benefits, which is like, cool, great, yeah, lovely, thanks dickheads. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the time the benefit system is a set of hoops to jump through and the way that they stop you changing hoops to hurdles that's me and my bit of the world what's been happening with you and your bit of the world first things first uber eats is trying to kill me is it now? Yeah, I've had to uninstall the app from my phone because it's actually a real fucking problem where every day at about five o'clock, which is when I'm starting to think about what I'm going to do for dinner, I shit you not, they send me a ping on my phone saying, hey, struggling to find what to eat? Here, why not do this? And I'm like, yeah, I have a fiver. <laughs> Trouble is, if I had a fiver, I wouldn't be able to get five guys with it. I wouldn't buy five guys. I don't like five guys. I know you and the others like swear by it. I don't think it's that good. Fair. It's one of those. For a well-done burger done well, I think it's one of the better ones. But, you know, like I, I don't think it's twice as good as Burger King. Listen, I don't like tooting my own horn, but I can cook a pretty fucking decent burger. It's one of the few things I pride myself with. If I can cook a better burger than your restaurant, I might... Well, I say restaurant. Fast food place. I'm probably going to debate whether or not I should bother going to you. Moving on. I finished Monsters at Work. Okay. That series is decent. Sure. I've watched, like, episode two with my folks. It's a good series so far. Like, I've only watched, like, two episodes, but it seems good so far. Like, we've, we did, we obviously done one on the show, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like that series is one of those where the longer it goes on, the better it is. Like, it was never poor, but it didn't seem that interesting to start. And as the ball got rolling, it just escalated to a better and better series. And it ended on a high note, which is always a good thing. Yeah, it is. Because a lot of these straight-to-streaming things end 
end up a Netflix cliffhanger. Just just to say that, yeah, we, we know we're going to get a season two, and if we don't, we're going to make it so that the fans are the ones that are disappointed. Let's move on to the wide world, shall we? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Do you want to talk about whiny fanboys? I mean, we can do. Two stories this week. Well, I say stories. Things that have come to my attention this week. First of all, She-Hulk. Okay. Boy, is there a lot of weirdos complaining about that shit. Why have you got to turn the Hulk into a woman? Is a very common complaint. As if the character hasn't existed for a long ass time. Yeah. Like, if you've got legitimate complaints, I'll listen to you. But if your complaint is, oh, you're gender bending a character when the character isn't even related to... Like, She-Hulk and Hulk have interactions, but they've got nothing to fucking do with each other. Yeah, pretty much. Actually learn the fucking lore, fucked hard. They're cousins, and j- just like my- me and my real cousins, I haven't seen them in a year. But here's the more recent controversy, and I'm using big fucking air quotes. G- the God of War. Okay. Have you seen this one? No. You've mentioned that it's coming out, and you've mentioned that you, lo- you like the the look of Thor. Here's one that slipped under my radar and I don't know the character's name but essentially the character who ends up becoming Loki's, I forget if it's mistress or wife in the actual mythology. They decided for God of War Ragnarok they're going to make that character black. Okay. And people are throwing a hissy fit because they always do. The only thing that doesn't make a lot of sense is that Norse mythology probably takes place in the very far north where, you know. Except Loki's wife slash mistress slash whatever is a giant. Okay. And they have all sorts of weird fucking skin colours. Yeah, it might as well be red. Like, for real, there's blue, there's red, I'm pretty sure there's a yellow one. Skin colour doesn't fucking matter for giants, because they're all sorts of fucking things. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's God of War. I don't know if you've played the God of War games, but they shit on the fucking actual mythology that they're using all the goddamn time. Yeah, that's the whole point. You you, you shit on it with, with great force, and normally murderous force. For God's sake, Kratos... Uh, spoiler for God of War, guys, so cover your ears for a minute. For fuck's sake, in the, in their games, Kratos is the god is the father of Loki. Oh, I did didn't know that. Well, you don't care about God of War, so I didn't mind spoiling it for you. <laughs> we find out at the end of the first game, Atreus is, is Loki. So uh, you can't really go, oh, it's shitting on the lore when... Uh, that's kind of what God of War does, full stop, you fucks. Yeah, that's a cute little thing, though. Like that, that, I like that. Yeah, it's a shame that we won't... Uh, well, I assume we won't actually get to fight Loki because of that. But I get it. It's kind of a cool twist. Last but not least, and I'm not going to dwell too long on this, a comedian I like called Norm MacDonald passed away. That was sad. No, I did a bit of Google through Canadian comedian who worked on SNL. He rest in peace, pigeon. And yeah, so I guess moving on, Rick, should I take over the next segment, I guess? Well, here's the thing. It's a cartoon that's near and dear to your heart and hopefully will soon be near and dear to mine. It's one that I recommended to you and... What? You never uh, you never recommended this to me, dude. Did I not? No, I got this from Twitter. Okay. Like, we can go back to the episode when I first mentioned it because I remember saying I watched the first episode of Our House and you went, oh yes, I've been meaning to watch this. <laughs> Trying to take credit for shit. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I see things in Disney and I go... Ah, cool. And I put them in the back of my mind. And if I haven't recommended it to you, then I apologise because it's something that's been in my on my radar for a while. We can thank the podcast for even having it come on my radar. We follow a lot of fan artists on Twitter for Steven Universe and She-Ra, etc. Yeah. When season two of this started coming out, they just fucking went full force. Oh, we're doing fucking the Owl House fan art. And I went, oh, these characters are cute. This is interesting. Oh, I got spoiled on what this character's going to end up with. But that's fine. That's cool. I dig it. But yeah, it's it's cool. I love it. Oh, my days. The end of season one ends on such a highlight. I can't wait for you to binge this shit. Let's fucking go. So, Owl House, season one, episode one, a lying witch and a warden. Oh, come on now. You love that pun. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I always love a pun. But yeah, three, two, one, and go. Now, I will say this. The first three episodes... Oh my days, I need to fucking turn this down. (laughs) The first three episodes are very good at establishing 
the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Warrior of peace, now eat this sucker. My only weakness, dying. I still can't tell- oh, right, okay, I was gonna say, I couldn't remember if it was a real snake or not, that's adorable, awesome. <laughs> Additional snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me you're not getting star vibes from this. Oh, I definitely am. Oh, that's another thing to point out, which again got drilled into me by Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this is the first cartoon in a while that doesn't have um, a Caucasian protagonist. Okay. From Disney, at least. I guess I guess the caveat is from Disney, but for me it's just in what I've been watching in general. Sure, sure. I couldn't name the last thing I watched which didn't have a fucking white dude as the main character. I guess She-Ra, technically. Because that was a white woman, but, you know. Anything with a anything with a female main character gets a pass on maybe not being a, uh, a white dude. Well, it's not quite Static Shock, then, because, uh, technically My Little Pony, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a purple lass and a rainbow lass and a white lass with a purple head. <laughs> I also really appreciate the message that is a subtext in every single episode, and that is, be yourself, freedom rules, fuck the system. Yeah. That stings. <laughs> it, it does. I do remember at the like, it's one of those... She is clearly a mother who is trying to do the best for her child. That is not in any doubt. However, yeah. this is probably the most cuntish thing she could have done. Put the thing that you love in the bin and become a boring adult. At like speedrun becoming speedrun becoming an adult. Yeah. Oh, it's been nicked. Oh boy. Tiny trash thief! I just noticed something about the evil character on the front of that book. That might be interesting later on. Okay. The snakey. The snakey? Was it the snake or was it the good witch Azura? I assume it wasn't the good witch Azura. No, no, in the background of the book there was another witch who looked like an old crone with a red uh, sort of dress on. Okay. And she looked rather sinister, shall I say. Sure, 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 sure. You come in here, oh my god, I would actually cry. If I picked that up in some random person's house, I would burst into tears. <laughs> That's a cute trick. It is very cute. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not going to lie, as the series goes on and progresses, my crush on Ida grows. She is just the right side of crazy old lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks like the kind of OC my ex would make. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look at this weird world. I am, I'm kind of here for it. Fuck that thing! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> is this going to have a really deep man voice? I think so. No, it's oh, worse. Not quite, not quite. <laughs> I 
That's fucked up. <laughs> A human heart filled with holes. <laughs> I fucking love this shit. Black shadow box that reflects only sadness. <laughs> I like how there's batteries and a fucking uh, pool ball in uh, human candy. <laughs> Just the invention of 80s TV. <laughs> I love, love how she's taking all everyone's money, but she's not giving them anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just the beginning of a song. I don't think there is songs in this. You remember the other day when we did Star and I said that the evil main evil dude looks exactly like King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When King shows up, you'll be like, oh, that looks like blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> now, you can just imagine this being set in a modern day setting. Instead of her being a witch, she just pulls out a shotgun and blasts him. Yep. <laughs> that was a cute little visual, just turning the staff and everything into a bindle stick. <laughs> it's, it's, it's adorable. Look, just be thankful she doesn't want to kill you, innit? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because she's basically just shown that she very definitely can, very easily. <laughs> Do you like that someone's selling blessed rocks while someone else is selling cursed paintings? Cursed, cursed paintings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do love like little sight gags like that. when, Especially when they don't feel the need to draw attention to it other than the fact that, yeah, it's right there in your face. Dude, this sh show is fucking full of them. It's like old Simpsons. Like, do you remember I told you way back when I was, like, halfway through where they had, uh, uh what was it? Alchemist Anonymous. Mm. <laughs> I love the idea of, of giraffes being too weird, so they had to banish them from this magical world. <laughs> well, yeah, if, if you give someone the choice of unicorn, or horse with a horn, or giraffe... With the massive fucking long neck and uh, leopard spots. Which one would, what do you think was real? <laughs> this is true. I don't like his human nose. I don't like... I, so many of the creatures' designs in this are just awful. They really fucking freak me out. Oh, we're going to meet Hootie in a sec, and he's an annoying piece of shit. <laughs> 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 the first time I met I, I, we were introduced to Hootie I was like oh Hootie's adorable Hootie's funny episode 3 I wanted a cave of skull in yep <laughs> the character is adorable and the character has its uses I'm not debating that but fuck fuck is the character mildly annoying at times <laughs> Here's something that I learnt the other day, which blew my mind a little bit. How old do you think Eda is? 
she's either about 33 or 700. Yeah, she's 30. Okay. Yep. And this is King. Yeah, the King of Demons, yeah. <laughs> I also love the detail that she breaks into Spanish whenever she's, like, overcome with some sort of emotion. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I know that Spanish is because the subtitle said speaks in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) King is very cute. I would love to give him a cuddle. Yeah. Is he just a cat with a skull on, though? They're explaining right now. And he became cute. I really like this style of drawing. Yeah. Like, it's used in everything for generic fantasy, like mural, but I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, the mural style. I like it. (laughs) She's right, though. (laughs) (laughs) Press ganged into petty crime. Oh, I don't know, this isn't really petty. When you see what they have to do, it's not quite petty. <laughs> okay, okay. Press Grand into Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. That is a big reward. This <laughs> <laughs> is covered in grease. <laughs> oh, he's got a little fox tail. I thought he was a cat. <laughs> no, not quite, not quite. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> that, that is very cute. I think she's like 13. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's like prime age for just like, oh, you're adorable, go play with... I almost said traffic, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Go play with the dollies. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Except I wouldn't be quite so <laughs> condescending about it. <laughs> Man, if you want to talk about on-the-nose um, symmetry... Symmetry? Symmetry's not the right word, but you know what I mean. On-the-nose metaphor. Mm. Iconography. Uh, no, no. Not, not iconography. Literally, like, you want to draw a parallel between... <laughs> Fucking fiction about food. Mm-hmm. That's gross, bro. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Technically accurate. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's meant to be like a parallel between literally in her own world, she was being sent off to camp to become a boring uh, adult because she was too expressive. And what's happening in this world? Everyone who has any sense of self, boom, locked up in prison. Also, that fan, f- that weird food fanfic writer has got a very adorable design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that bugs me about that character's design the most is if she tried, I assume it's a she, who knows, uh, she could squeeze through the fucking bars. Yeah, yeah. 
boy, is it on the nose. <laughs> it's probably... Literally on the nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, if there's one complaint I have about the show, some of the... there's it's It doesn't really do subtle, which I don't mind. I like being hit in the face of a hammer about certain messages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your reedy little girl arms aren't able to uh, activate the lever. Yeah, it's quite odd. <laughs> I love as well that Ida is not a good guy. Like, she's part of the protagonist team, absolutely. But she is by no means necessarily good. Mm-hmm. If anything, she's probably like uh, chaotic neutral, maybe. Yeah, cha- chaotic neutral at best. <laughs> no, I wouldn't put her ever on the evil spectrum. Okay, okay. Alright, she's never quite that bad. Whenever she does something, like, morally questionable, it's usually for a good reason. I'd say it's like, uh, I'd say it's chaotic good at best. Chaotic neutral at worst. Sure. She is definitely chaotic. It's just like a super chaos barrier that only lets normal things through. Which is weird, because actually humans are super abnormal in this world. Yeah. Oh, this gag is great. (laughs) (laughs) So, is he just Chuni? I have no idea who that is. Uh, A Chunibio, like, delusional. Oh. Well, he's... I'm pretty sure he's a child. Maybe no. (laughs) Boy, is this sad. Oh, that's a cute, cute message, though. It's very cute, but it's still kind of sad. If you get me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love characters blushing. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it shouldn't be that big of a shocker, because literally earlier in the episode she had her hand come off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You even saw the bow and everything. Dude, this guy's jacked. <laughs> I love how it's such a child reaction. <laughs> oh, no. Subtitles kind of sport that gag, but you know, I love how his uh, how his uh, subordinates are like, "Yeah, we're rooting for you, buddy." Although this is definitely over the line for stalkering. <laughs> Fucking dickhead, mate. Boy, that's a visual. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a fucking weirdly sinister undertone. Are you really fooling for this, innit? <laughs> I thought she was going to bite his nose off. I think the nose is literally made of metal, so that wouldn't work. Yeah, totally, totally. That is the most reasonable explanation to give a no. Hmm. Bonk. 
Oh, I half expected her body to be doing that. <laughs> now her body was crawling around, fucking helpless. <laughs> <laughs> I do like. I don't like Harry Potter, but I like subtle digs at it. <laughs> Man, this creature's horrifying. Hmm. Haha, <laughs> get it? Sweet. <laughs> Man, Lucy's doing a pretty good job of fucking flying that thing for a first timer. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a Simpsons esque line, isn't it? Out of my bones. <laughs> Do you remember the time yeah. when fucking Bart went, Oh, my ovaries. <laughs> I, I don't remember that, actually. I think it, it must have been from the TV show, but it might have been a line they recorded uh, exclusively for the video game. Okay. It, it's a line he says in Simpsons Hit and Run if you crash into something every so often. Sure. I never played that game. So oh, yeah, my go. God. You need to play that game. <laughs> yeah. GTA uh, Springfield. It's how I like to fucking explain it. Like people don't, re people can't seem to put two and two together, but it is literally just GTA in the Simpsons world. Oh, uh, little Pearl is still here. I oh, don't call her. That's gonna ruin Pearl. <laughs> Pearl's not quite that. Um, forgive my turn of phrase. Grotesque. <laughs> She's definitely that nosy though. I don't think so, cause. Pearl's nose is very long, but it's also very thin. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Fair enough, fair enough. Whereas that creature is literally all nose. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> you would think the world is triangle. Hmm. The ancient art of fan fiction. <laughs> I, I like how um, it's really odd, isn't it, when a, a, a show mentions fan fiction and it's not explicitly taking the piss out of it. Like, it took a little jab at it because, yeah, uh, that's weird what she was specifically doing. But, you know. Oh, my days. She just murdered a dude. Okay, no, he, he survived. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you say that before any more monsters fall in love fall in love with you but you know you've got the viewers as well to worry about oh dude i i i like either a lot i'll put it that way <laughs> <laughs> she's made a good first impression like for real she is the right brand of crazy hmm ah <laughs> I like how they don't have to animate King talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calling your summer camp the reality check is f another level of fuck you. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of on the nose a little bit. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> I, what was I saying earlier? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind. It's great. I love it when shit doesn't have to play with subtext too much. But fuck, you can't say it's not bang on the nose, man. Mm 
<laughs> 19 episodes say otherwise. <laughs> 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 that was very adorable, man. We're going to witch camp. I do like how they established that the relationship between Luz and her mother isn't a bad one. Hmm. The relationship is good. The situation right now isn't perfect, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how Lou's patted beside her and King's like, no, I'm sleeping at the foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, one of the things like they don't fully explain is how the fuck she still has a signal. <laughs> Probably the same reason that um, the TV still had signals when all she put in was a battery. D don't. Don't. I don't think they fought too hard about it. <laughs> oh, it's the star ending. Yeah, okay. I like the ending music. It's nice and mellow. We've not met those characters yet. They are the best friends. <laughs> I do like the little Sonic the Hedgehog ears that she gets, though, when she puts the hood up. It is adorable. Uh, <laughs> all of the character designs in this fucking show are 10 out of 10 top fucking marks, man. From, in my opinion, in my opinion. <laughs> and yeah, now we're on to um, uh, the, the, the credits in alternative languages. Uh, we are the Swedish. <laughs> That's not a Swedish accent, but fuck it. <laughs> uh, yeah, very. Oh, God. it's. I get it. I understand why, but fuck, is it uh, weird seeing a bunch of credits without any sound on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because ob obviously they're uh, the the credits that were animated are the ones that you get to see, and those are the ones that we watched. But uh, <laughs> the ones that are not. Oh no. <laughs> that is a great name for your company, by the way. I don't know what language it was, but the company name was the Dubbing Brothers. Yeah. That's a fucking top one. Yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what did you think for your first impressions for the very first episode of The Owl House? It was a good one, and I'm glad that I waited to do it with you, because it's it one of those where not only did I enjoy it, I also enjoyed having the uh, the first taste alongside a friend. <laughs> oh, isn't that lovely, isn't that lovely So now I know how you feel 9 times out of 10 <laughs> Dude, yeah, except 9 times out of 10 I fucking hate the thing you're showing me Yeah I don't like Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog that much, guys <laughs> And the worst thing is, that's not even the worst thing I've showed you Oh, uh, what is the worst thing you've shown me? Oh, I don't know Because the worst thing I've watched on the podcast so far I think because of my the amount of my disappointment Was Masters of the Universe But that had nothing to do with you That was something I was myself advocating Because I wanted to watch it Like on the whole, the series that that becomes isn't terrible. It just doesn't have the He-Man that everyone wanted. I can't believe we're coming back to this, but I've got to fucking say it. My biggest fucking umbrage is they kill He-Man in the first episode. Now, I know 
he's not really dead. That doesn't fucking matter. Quote unquote, it's a continuation from the series in either the one they did in 2000 or the one they did back in the 80s. It's fucking not if you kill off the main character and make a new character the main character. Fuck you, Kevin Smith. Yeah, I think the only thing that really does stick in the throat is Kevin Smith saying, oh, you really think they'll make me, let me make He-Man without He-Man? And then he does. That's just it, though, is I wouldn't be quite so annoyed if Kevin Smith wasn't like, oh, it's not my fault you don't like it. That's on you. It's like, no, you wrote the f***ing thing, you prick. I, I, I can't think of a series in recent memory that has had me so annoyed and it's mostly because of the fucking prick behind it behind its fault I think the last time I was this mad was Game of fucking Thrones <laughs> anyway little pot of hate aside Our House is great I can't wait for you to get to Grom Knight that is a great fucking episode and the next episode that's great is the second to last episode because it has my favourite trope ever in existence in it and I fucking adore it can't wait for you to get there <laughs> but yes we should probably ask the all important question of did you have a favourite moment of that episode buddy I think it was seeing Ida's head talking after it had been severed just as a general establishing moment of yeah she, she can operate detached like we've seen that she can operate detached already but she can operate really detached and uh, and then has the comeback of you chopped off my head <laughs> It's a very rational response to, will you go out with me? Well, no, you're a stalker and you killed me. Yep, yep, yep. It's like a necromancer bringing a girl back from the dead and being like, oh, I want to go out with you. And it's like, but bitch, you're the reason I'm dead. Yep, yep. (laughs) That's my favourite moment. What about you? My favourite moment is one of the final moments where Luz is like, sorry, not Luz, Ida offers her hand for a handshake and Luz goes, now fuck that, gives her a cuddle and then King is squirming to get out, too tight, too tight. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Ida going, what is this? It's also a very sad little nod to the fact that actually, yeah, Ida is quite lonely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she doesn't act like it and it doesn't actually affect her that much, but when you look at it from an outside perspective, it's like, you've not had a hug in so long, you don't know what a hug is. Like, what? the fuck man the darker side of that is she has ex-boyfriends and has never had a hug do you have an mvp it's got to be Ida. she's the lens through which we see the weirdness of this world like you say she tempers it in a way that is weird but on the right side of weird and i think she moves the plot along fantastically yeah that's fair although like you'll very quickly find out that either is weird even by this weird world standard yeah <laughs> which again i just fucking love i adore i i like the weirdo usually yeah, yeah, yeah. as long as they're a weirdo and not a fucking creepy stalker weirdo Creepy stalker weirdos can get fucked. So yeah, Ida gets my vote. So how about you? Who is your MVP? Well, I'm going to pull a classic Rick maneuver and be like, you took my MVP, so I'm going to go for a different one. I'm going to give it to King because he's just so goddamn adorable. Yeah. King's adorable and he is surprisingly prevalent throughout the series. I didn't, I expected him to just sort of be in the background for a lot of stuff later on. But no, he keeps being not at the centre of attention, but around. So that was pleasant. It's nice when your background character graduates, but still stays relevant. Yeah, although I'd argue he's never really a background character character. Yeah, I can't wait for you to meet Hootie and go, oh, Hootie's kind of funny and then immediately go, oh, Hootie's kind of annoying. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I suppose that wraps up this episode quite nicely. I want to give a fun little tidbit because I thought, I think it'll be quite a funny little tale to let you guys know. Today's plan wasn't actually to do the Owl House. It was to watch Star Wars Visions. However, I completely fucked up and misread the email I got from Disney Plus. So that's not out until the 22nd. So we couldn't do it today. Yep, yep. So that's something we're going to do in the future anyway. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please do drop us a comment down below. We do like to hear from you. If you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening to us via one of the audio platforms we use, then please feel free to send us an 
email, which, by the way, should be going towards nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. Once again, that is nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. And yeah, we really want to hear from you. If we get interesting comments or an interesting email, we might even read it on the show. Like, we haven't got any time set aside for it, but we've also not received anything yet. So, you know, whose fault is it really? We promise not to roast you too hard. But yes, thanks for making it this far. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you again next week. Join us again for Nonsense Review. Bye-bye!